Coming up on this episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're gonna talk marketing your property. Welcome to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you a behind the scenes look at owning a rental property, all the tips, tricks, and secrets that go into owning an investment. I'm Ben, and I'll be your host. And with me as always is Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to expert on all things property management and real estate. So today, what we're gonna be talking about is marketing. And by that, I mean, you got your home rent ready, you're ready, tenants have paid the deposit or haven't paid the deposit, you're looking for tenants, you need to put it on the market, what happens now? So, Eric, I'm gonna throw this to you. How do you market a rental property? Well, dude, I should be asking you. Yeah. Ben, ben is our uh, Ben's our marketing uh, guru, you know, from the uh, from the company perspective. But uh, yeah, I guess today we'll be talking more about rent marketing, just the rentals. Yeah, right? just the homes. So, um, it's funny because somebody it's been asked before, you know, hey, what do you guys do to market my house? Like that's a common question that uh, prospective clients or even current clients, right, are asking. Because in their mind, they're thinking. All you guys do is take pictures on your iPhone and throw them up on Zillow, right? Right. Yeah. And so you know what what uh, what do you guys do that that other people do or don't do? So I I took some notes because you kind of gave me uh, gave me a heads up on some of this, but because I wanted to make sure not to miss a few things. So the the beginning of marketing a home actually starts prior to that because it'll help you determine what you need to do to market it. Okay. So it starts on whether you live there and you're going to rent it out or your tenant lives there. It's the rent ready inspection and rent ready work process that you got to you got to think about. The reason I say that is because you have to decide am I going to replace the carpet? Am I going to repaint? Am I going to put in a new backyard? Or am I just going to band-aid and lipstick a pig on this thing to try right. and get it, you know, rented as soon as possible? Um, because depending on what you choose is going to determine how you're going to market it. If you're just going to kind of get by with the minimum effort possible, the minimum amount of money possible, then you're going to market it at a lower value, a lower price, and try and give somebody a value rental. And that's going to be a different marketing strategy than, hey, I'm going to do granite countertops, new sinks, new appliances, new backyard, and I'm going to demand top, top, top rent. Right. So my whole point is it's not as easy as just like, hey, Ben, what are you going to list my house for? It's like, well, let's discuss the condition, your upgrades, and the surrounding market real quick before I answer your, <laughs> you know, your question. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, dude, you're just trying to sell me now. And it's like, no, it's just it's more than taking pictures on my phone. And throwing them up on Zillow, right? So, um, so the and then the last thing was just the, uh, you know, you look at your immediate market. So whether you live in a subdivision, maybe an HOA subdivision, master plan community type thing, what are they renting for in this this subdivision? And then what is my competition outside this subdivision? Because they may be looking at, oh, I'd love to live there, but I can live a mile away and save three hundred dollars a month for a year. Like yeah, across the city line, and all of a sudden. Oh yeah, no, and there's there's a lot of that. Um, I'm gonna throw in some numbers because so we're recording this in uh, what is it late September 2022. So the reason that's relative is because I, I just looked at some rental stats because the market is quickly changing and saturating here in the, in the market. The sky's not falling. The market's still great, but it is correcting a little bit. Um, one of the things that you want to look at when you're marketing a rental is what has the data looked like the last one to two years? 
And so I'm just going to throw a couple cities out there because it's, it's astonishing how many more rentals there are now than there was two years ago. And this is also going to speak to, you know, if you're an investor that owns or wants to own rentals, buy rentals as soon and as often as you can, because the, the data just shows that there is still high demand for rentals. Um, in some of our outlying cities, whether it's Santan Valley, Maricopa, Buckeye, Avondale, there are between five and 10 times more rentals available in those cities than there was two years ago. That's insane. And it's insane, right? And it's kind of like, well, Eric, why would I buy then if there's that many rentals? You know, two years ago, it was kind of during the pandemic and stuff like that. There, It was artificially low. And now it's kind of catching up with itself mm-hmm. and rents got out of control there for a little bit. And now they're kind of, kind of leveling off. But the reason I mentioned that is because if one of my friends just says, Hey, Eric, what would you do to market my home? And it's like, well, where is it? <laughs> you yeah. know, if it's in Santan Valley that has 10 times more rentals than two years ago. We're going to market this a heck of a lot different than if I, you know, picked someplace in Scottsdale that has the same amount of rentals as they had two years ago. Sure. And Santan, to your point, um, for people don't don't know the area, like two years ago, it was kind of considered out there. Like oh, yeah, there, there far, was no Target, <laughs> there was no grocery store. You were, you know, driving a long distance, and now it's booming. Yeah, and they've opened a new freeway out there. They yeah. all this commercials getting built. Tons of homes are getting built. And so it's not a negative stat to say there are 10 times more rentals available in Santan Valley. It's just the market's different. It's just the market's different. So yeah. you need to adjust. And so, and some people are getting hurt because they bought a brand new home at the top of the market, mm-hmm. expecting top, top, top rent. And now rents are not as high, but they paid top dollar. And it's like, hey, for the next one to three years, you might have to take a haircut. But long-term, this is gonna gonna pay for itself. Right. Santan Valley... Yeah, it used to be, man, that is so far. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I want to meet for lunch in Santan Valley. Yeah, half like, our office lives there. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I won't I won't bore anybody else with more stats and stuff like that. It's more just um, realizing that location, location, location totally matters when you're marketing. Um, and then the last thing is as you're determining those things, right, you're looking at the... Um, the immediate market, the subdivision, the condition, the upgrades, then you determine what kind of incentives you're going to offer. You know, if we're listing a house in a neighborhood that you're the only rental, you don't need to offer all these incentives. If there are 10 times more rentals in the neighborhood than there was two years ago, you need to stand out. You need to offer two weeks free rent. You need to offer, you know, pay the security deposit over two or three months. You need to maybe go $200 less than what you thought you were going to get, whatever it is. And then some of these new uh, subdivisions, especially the homes kind of are interchangeable, you know? Yeah. So if someone comes to your neighborhood and they're like, yeah. well, that one's a hundred bucks cheaper. These are the same model and floor yeah, plan. It's the same floor plan, but the garage is on the other side and it's a hundred dollars less a month. That's yeah. which one they're going to take. Exactly. You know? um, so that, that's kind of what it is from there. Then you're doing pictures, lockbox sign, digital marketing, syndicating on all the websites and stuff. But keep in mind, I answered your question as far as how do you market it? And it's not even on the market yet. Right. <laughs> you know, this is all pre-marketing. You got to have these discussions and the landlord needs to commit. What am I going to do before we take pictures? They'll ask us, Eric, is it worth it to replace the carpet? And I always tell people, if you're asking yourself the question, the answer is yes. Right. It's like, hey, these holes in the walls, should I patch these up or no? It's like, you ask the question because you know that somebody's <laughs> going to ask man, that looks really bad. Yeah. And so, hey, Eric, should I landscape the backyard or just keep it dirt? Yeah. 
It's like, I'm going to let you repeat that to yourself. And it, it, <laughs> it's like before I go out with my wife, I come up and I say, does this match? Yeah. And she's like, the fact that you don't know should tell you right yeah, now. Yeah. It does not match. That's your answer. That <laughs> yeah. Your question is the answer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I think to that point, that was going to be my second question, which is, you know, how long does it take? To get a prime, we hear that all the time, especially on the marketing our business sales side. People say, "Okay, I'm going to sign with you. How long until my rental is on the market and ready to go?" Yeah, and so p- speaking from, I'll go from kind of two perspectives. One is if you're self managing, it's good. You know, how fast will determine on how much time you have because the the truth is, once it's on the market, if it's priced right, pictures are great, the condition's good leads are going to start coming in. You got to work the leads. You can't just answer the phone and it rents, especially now. It's like the the market is more competitive. You've got to sell them. And it's like, you know, say Ben self-managing his property gets a lead on Zumper or something to his cell phone while he's at work. And it's like, Hey, can you show the house in an hour? And you're like, Oh crap, I gotta, I'm going to take a late lunch. I'm going to be late for my kid's soccer game tonight, whatever you, you know, you just have to determine how much time you're willing to put into it. If you hire a management company, they should be at least during business hours should be answering the phone. Um, And then they should have some sort of solution after hours or some self-showing technology or something where they can actually work the leads. Or returning calls. Or returning calls and all that stuff. So I would say how long does it take? It depends on three things. Price, obviously. I mean, it's like, yeah, if you under market it price-wise, it's going to rent immediately. If you're too high, it's going to take too long. Uh, The second would be condition. You know, right. it's, is it look good and smell good? And I tell owners, it's like, does it look good? Yeah, it looks awesome. Does it smell good? Does it smell like your pets? Yeah. <laughs> or does it smell like smoke? Or does it smell like what you ate for dinner last night? Yeah. You know, um, and then upgrades is a is a big one. So, you know, how is it original built in the 80s? Nothing's ever been replaced. Or is it a complete fix and flip? You know, it looks great. It's moving ready. Or is it a brand new construction home? Yeah. Ironically, brand new does not necessarily mean Upgrades and condition are the best. Right. They're missing blinds. They're missing a backyard. They have no fans, appliances. They didn't buy with the house. Yeah. And these owners are like, it's a brand new house built in 2022. What are you saying? I need need more. It's like, dude, there's no fridge. There's no washer dryer. There's no blinds. There's no fans. There's no backyard. Yeah. And you want top, top rent. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so a lot of this is uh, just educating them. Um, and then... It actually brings me to this point. So I actually watched this on uh, on Instagram. I was scr- scrolling through some re- real estate reels and stuff. I love uh, wasting time doing that yeah. late at night. Where my wife and I laying in bed just looking at hilarious stuff we'll send back and forth. And one, there was a contractor that said, this is how you sell. You know, it's actually a popular like reel, but it's like, hey, this is how you sell your service. It's like you can either do it. There's three things. I either can do it fast, I can do it cheap, or I can do it good. But you only can have two of those three things, right? Right. So you can have it fast and good. Well, it's not going to be cheap. Well, I want it fast and cheap. It ain't going to be good. You know, he kind of goes through that. And so as I related that to our team recently with renting your home, it's, it's the exact same thing. So all owners want three things, right? They want the fastest lease time. They want it to lease overnight. Surprise. Yeah. Um, they want the most qualified tenant. 800 credit score makes 300 grand a year, no debt. Somehow <laughs> you know, is a renter. And yeah, sometimes <laughs> somehow is renting, retired from Boeing, you yeah. know, whatever. They want the most qualified applicant. And then they want the highest rental rate too. I mean, just to top it all off, I want the highest rate. So then say fastest lease time, most qualified applicant, and I want top rent. 
but we t- we have to educate our owners and say if you can get one or two of those, you have to be thrilled. Yeah. So just go through say say hey Ben, you can have two of those. I want the fastest lease time and the highest rent. Okay, well it's not going to be the most qualified applicant yeah. because you have to open the net wider. You have to say, well, I'm going to go lower on FICO score. Maybe I'm not as concerned about an eviction. Maybe I'm not as concerned about that. Say, well, no, no, no. I want the most qualified app. So do you know what? I want the most qualified app and as fast as possible. All right, then you got to lower your rental rate. Yeah. You know, or give them a reason to choose you instead yeah. of somebody else. And it's like, okay, undercut the other guy by a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Um, it's a half a million dollar asset. If you're dying over a hundred dollars a month, you need to get out of the rental business, dude. Right. Um, or, you know, I want the fastest lease time and the most qualified uh, applicant. No, that's the one we that was what you just said. Yeah, know, so yeah. fastest so, lease so, time and highest. Oh no, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I'm reading off paper and I screw yeah. this up. So then it's a uh, fastest lease time and the highest rent. We talked about you got to make a lower quality. Yeah, or oh, the I most want, qualified applicant and the and the highest, highest rent. rent. Well, dude, it's going to take forever. So yeah. if you're like, I want top top rent and I want top top tier applicant, they're out there. They're just rare, right? Yeah, so you got to wait. It's, it's going to take longer time. And we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's like lease time on market is where people lose the most money. So sure. most people are like, do you know what? At the end of the day, I need to lease as soon as possible. I don't want to overcompromise on quality or rent rate, but I do want it to lease as fast as possible. And that's actually, again, this is not a plug just for on queue, but for a lot of great property management companies, you want to rent properties fast to very qualified tenants. You know, and so it's like sometimes that means the rental rate is not going to be top, top, top. And we're sure. not going to under rent it, but it's actually one of our taglines. It's like better tenants faster. And it's going to be because we'll have hard conversations with you and say, hey, Ben, I know we told you 2300 a month ago, but because of XYZ, here's the comps, here's what's going on. You got to lower it to 21. I'm sorry it's less than you thought, but blah, blah, blah. Then we get it rented for $200 less to an awesome applicant. They stay for three years. They don't damage the house. And they're like, do you know what? That was the right move. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that flows perfectly into my next question, which is what are the costs of advertising okay. a rental property? We're talking about dollar amounts now. So what are the costs that go into marketing for a rental property? Yeah. So, and again, appealing to to those of you listening that are self-managing. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of you guys are like, well, it's not worth it to pay a property manager. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, I don't believe gonna... that, but hey, I, I, we're, <laughs> we're biased, right? But for a self-manager, it could be just nickel and dime stuff here and there. Like you're going to list it on websites. I know Zillow has a free tool for the first time you market it, but the next time it costs money. If you want it to be on the premium listing, which we use, you know, it, it, you pay per day or per week. Sure. Um, there's going to be app fees. You know, if you have somebody do an application and to screen them, release preparation, um, there's going to be, you know, little software services, however you're collecting rent. Um, hopefully you're not using cash app or Zelle or Venmo for rent collection yeah. um, because you want some way to actually have a tenant ledger. So if, you, if you're doing it through Zelle or Venmo or whatever, you know, it's, I would legitimize it a little bit. Yes. You'll pay a little fee for some sort of third party software, but, um, I would definitely consider that if you were going that route or just, you know, hire us to manage it. There, there but you go. <laughs> uh, most importantly, if you're self-managing, the highest cost is your time. And, right. and it sounds cliche. It's like, well, it doesn't take that much time until you get a text that your tenants having issues while you're at church with your family on Sunday morning, or you're on vacation, or you're at your work where you're supposed to be on top of your job. Yeah. And you're texting and 
stressing about your tenants. You know? Yeah. So I would say the most cost is time. So just calculate what is my time worth? And sometimes it's like, well, I make X amount an hour at my job. I could do better at my job and make more money than I'm right. going to save. <laughs> you Not know, drive down to let people in oh, every yeah. time they want to see the home or something, you know? Yeah. And, and I can tell you, it's not everybody, but when I was signing up owners for, for us for years and years and years, I got to rub shoulders with people that realized that their time is worth more than dealing with the issues with their rentals. And it's yeah. not because they weren't capable. I mean, dude, these are amazing men and women who bought rentals, investors, some of them accidental landlords, and they sat down and said, dude, my time is worth way more than X. Right. <laughs> like, I just cannot justify it. And then in addition to that, management fees and stuff are tax deductible anyway. So sure. I, I would say as you're self-managing, your cost to advertise or market is time. Everything else is ancillary and you'll, you'll figure it out. If you hire a management company, and we won't go through our fee structure, but it's more, you're going to have some sort of fee to put it on the market and lease it. Right. I mean, whether it's one fee, might be one month's rent, half month's rent, flat fees, whatever it is, you're going to have some sort of fee for pictures, lockbox, signs, screening, background checks, credit checks, sex offender check, eviction history, landlord history, you know, lease prep, move in, you know, driving to the property to and from, move in inspections, all that stuff is usually combined into one or two fees, you know, and so right. you're just going to want to, you know, figure that out. And then another fee could be uh, an MLS co-broke, they call it. So cooperating brokerage commission. If uh, let's say a Remax agent shows our house, rents it, we owe him a cooperating uh, commission. Okay. So those are kind of the biggest, uh, the biggest fees. Uh, and so it's really just ask yourself, what's your time worth? Yeah. I'm trying to think. You and I talked about a couple things here. Well, I think uh, you touched on it in the last question, which is the biggest cost is just not having tenants in there. Oh, yeah. So oh, and what we like to call these is hidden costs. Right. So th these are the, uh, you know, when people always call like, what, what are the hidden fees? What are the things you're not telling us? Yeah. And it's like, well, the biggest hidden fee is actually not in our agreement because it's not one of our fees. It's not in the lease. It's not in the, you know, our property management agreement. It's vacancy. It kills you. Freaking kills yeah. you. You know, so let's just use an example. It's $2,000 a month. You know what? We're going to do 3000 because I suck at math. So $3,000 a month, that's $100 a day of, of rental income. That's an amazing asset, right? Um, but every day that that is vacant, it's costing you $100. Yes, you're not writing a check you know, out to somebody for a hundred, but you're not cashing a check from somebody right. for a hundred bucks. And so that's just one. So it's rental rate, right? While it's on the market, you have the utilities on in Arizona. It's a killer. You can't keep the AC off in the summer. Even oh, if yeah. you keep it at 85, which is not habitable, <laughs> um, it's going to cost you at least a couple hundred bucks a month in AC, you yeah. know, electric bill. If you have a pool, you have pool service, Everybody has landscaping, so you got landscape service. Yeah. And if it sits longer than a month or two, you're you're gonna have pest control, right? So if that property sits vacant for 90 days, you've got nine thousand dollars of missed rent, you've got five to eight hundred dollars of utility bills, and that's just electricity. You've got water, sewer, trash, electricity, um, gas. Then then you've got uh recurring services, so pest control, pool service. Um, and landscaping. So right. it's like, if this sits vacant, you'll lose over $10,000, Ben, or lower the rent to 2700 and we'll rent it in two weeks. Yeah. And then in that same time span, you would be down 900 of what you yeah. thought you were going to make, but you've got a quality tenant and you're not paying all those ancillary costs. Yeah. And so 
you'd be shocked. Like we have that we have a list of homes that are on the market for over 40 days. And these are people that we're telling every week, multiple times a week, lower the rent. Here's why lower the rent. Here's why. Let me educate you on this. And they're like, no, I bought this house. My realtor told me it was going to rent for 3000. And you're like, well, we're in the property management business. We lease houses and that is way too high. <laughs> yeah. But, but then they realize eventually they listen and they lower the price and they lease. And then you look back and you're like, dude, let's calculate this. You just didn't, you just lost out on $6,000, $4,000. This isn't just to save a hundred bucks, to save a hundred bucks, you know? And so th- those are the hidden costs, right? Yes. You save if you're, even if you're uh, self-managing, yeah, you save the leasing fee, you save the marketing fee, but you under-rented your house by $200 a month yeah, because you didn't know how to market it correctly. Well, then let's say $200 a month for a year, you lost out on $2,400 of potential rent because you wanted to save $700 paying your manager to lease it out. Right. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, we say it verbally and it's just like, it sounds so stupid, really. Yeah. Sounds, but, but if I, you don't know, you don't know. If, if you, you don't, don't know, think you don't it know. So it's not even saying, hey, if you self-manage, you're stupid. That wasn't the right word. It's really just like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Hire an expert who can get you the best qualified tenant for the highest rent amount as fast as possible. You know that balance? Yeah. And then the the last hidden cost we talk about all the time with our salespeople is expertise. And so what you're paying for when you're paying your management company a percentage or a flat fee or whatever you're paying, you're paying for their time and their service, whatever. But really what you're paying for is their expertise. All of our property managers have been through evictions. All of them have collected right. late rent. All of them have done a move out that's been absolutely atrocious. But they've also done move outs that are great. And they've have 800 credit score tenants and they have wonderful, wonderful families that we manage for that, you know, tenants and owners. And it's, it's, you know, the 10,000 hours of experience in managing property versus you've owned a rental for three months, right? You've put like nine hours into it. Yeah. And, and it's funny too, because, you know, you hear from our property managers and they're like, you know, I'm trying to tell them this tenant's got a little bit of a lower credit score, but they should take it. And it's like, you know, we, they don't want to place a bad tenant. They're the ones who are going to have to be dealing with it, you yeah. know? So if they're coming to you saying, yeah, Hey, you know, I think this is the way to go. Like it's not in our best interest. Uh, oh yeah. No. And, and dude, I mean, you're saying you hear it all the time, but will, uh, I get calls that are like, Eric, I'll just use credit score. Cause it's so relatable, right? right. All of us know, well, you should, if you're listening to this, you should probably know what your credit score is ish, right? <laughs> But some of our owners, they own rentals, right? They're investors. They have good good income, whatever. Most of them have great credit. And so we get somebody that, I'm not going to say a score, but let's say it's below average, sure, whatever. And they're like, I can't believe we're renting to somebody with that credit score. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been in this industry a long time, over a decade. That's a great credit score. Not yeah. just for a tenant, but like, dude, that's they've tried really hard to achieve this score it's above our minimum criteria. You cannot deny them for having that score. And they're just like, oh, I would never let my daughter marry somebody with that credit score. (laughs) No, I've like literally had people say that. I'm like, okay, (laughs) what we need to do is you're paying us to be the expert. Right. I'm telling you as the expert that this credit score is far and beyond what, what the minimum should be. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing you're paying for in expertise is the, the stuff to protect you liability wise, you know, fair housing laws, in Arizona, the Arizona state laws, they change. They have different statutes that update and stuff. And you're paying us to know that stuff right. so that you're not stuck on your heels when a tenant sues you. And you're like, man, I didn't even know that was a law like, yeah. that you're totally messed up. Well, that was going to be my my last question is, 
are there when it comes to marketing are there laws about marketing rentals and the ways you can do it yeah yeah so the i'd say the simplest version or the simplest way to say it is you have to be fair so there's the federal fair housing laws you, right. know, you have the seven protected classes and then depending on your city and this is where it's like you pay for the expertise right a lot of people don't realize that in the city of mesa in we're in phoenix you know in a suburb is mesa one of the biggest uh actually suburbs of any metropolitan area has its own fair housing laws in addition to the federal fair housing laws right so yeah. they have more protected classes in mesa than we do in gilbert and, and they're like, right next to each other and you could drive you know we drive to lunch to go to mesa all the time right right <laughs> it's a mile yeah. away right and so a lot of people wouldn't realize that so they self-manage a house in mesa maybe they live in mesa too Oh, did you know that this protected class is actually, this is protected in Mesa, whereas in Gilbert, it's not. Like a lot of these self-managers are breaking laws there. Yeah. With fair housing um, in Tucson, you know, two hours south of here, we have another office and the federal fair house, there's the federal. And then there's the city of Tucson has more protected classes than the federal level. And it's like, most people don't know that. Yeah. Why so would I, you? So I'd say fair housing is a big one. I mean, yes, you can learn it on your own. You can Google it. You can look in your city. You can make sure to stay fair. Um, equal. It, ultimately, you just have to be fair and equal to all applicants. Right. So, you know, you can't say things like, hey, we only want to rent to a family. And I know in theory, you're like, oh, yeah, I just want a mom and a dad and some kids and a dog. Right. And I want them to walk. To I raised my family day. in this house and yeah. it was great. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's, you can't put that. You'll go on Zillow to self-managers and it will literally say like, no kids. And you're yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we'll take over some of these, right? They're not renting. So they hire us to manage it. We look at the ad and we're like, hey, so-and-so, we want your business, but let, let's talk real quick. You're okay with us not doing this, right? Because you definitely can't say no yeah, kids. Because <laughs> this is straight up illegal. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> or no, did we have some that they say no service animals? It's like, yeah, that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just right off the bat, just yeah. illegal. Um, and so a part of that again is the we talked about it a few episodes ago about intentional and unintentional breaking Absolutely. the rules. Yeah. I think you said something that uh maybe is about families or kids. Yeah. And you're like, no, they they literally just they'd love to have a family there, but they don't want to break the law. So yeah. if they have to choose. They're like, no, I don't want to break the law, dude. On cue can handle my stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was a, an unintentional fair housing violation yeah. to say, no, Eric, we want, we want two or more kids. And it's a neighborhood. It's a family friendly neighborhood. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would say rules wise, there's those, um, those are the laws, right? Yeah. Now, the unwritten rules within the industry to be a professional in the industry or a professional self-managing landlord is make sure your house is clean. You know, make sure it's presentable. It passes the sniff test. You know, um, it's kind of, and I say unwritten rule because it's not illegal to list sure. a property that's dirty. Yeah. But it's like, don't waste everybody's time. Don't, you know, and, and I know we, we even got, we've gotten some feedback that's like, Hey, your house isn't clean. It's like, Oh my gosh, the cleaners didn't go or we had it scheduled. And yeah. there are things that happen. Or it's been on the market for 60 days. People have been going in and out of there. Oh yeah. No, no, we recently had an owner you know, I think it was over 90 days and we are battling them on price, man. I mean, it was just like, they thought it was, they actually bought this brand new build and were told by the salespeople Hey, they rent for, I think it was like 2,700. It ended up renting for 21, significant, right? And yeah. they're going to be negative cash flow for years. It's an unfortunate situation, but they were upset because 
we did the move in inspection and we're like, Hey, it needs a deep cleaning before these people move in on Tuesday. Like, you know, there's been 35 showings over 90 days. They've used the toilets. Unfortunately, they, whatever there's There's weeds in the backyard, there's dust. And they're just like beside themselves. I bought this house brand new, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's, and so part of the unwritten rule is like, no, it's not against the law, but start this rental right on the, you know, on the right foot, right. Get it cleaned. They're going to walk in and say, man, on cue and this owner love this property. I'm so excited to be a tenant. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I, I know we talked about this earlier, but like, honestly representing the property, like I remember when I moved to Arizona from out of state, I was coming, I had a limited time. My wife and I are coming. We've got four kids. We're line up five rentals to go look at and we're doing it all online. We can't, we don't know these neighborhoods. We don't know anything. And we pick ones. Okay. Kids will love this one. This one looks great. One of them had this beautiful big backyard and we're like, perfect. You know, the kids will love it. We go to visit it and it's just rocks in the backyard (laughs) because the landlord, when he decided to put it up for rent was like, well, I don't want to pay for landscaping. I don't want to worry about the plants dying. So he ripped everything out and it was like, we would not have come and looked at this house if you if you had so this lush green, green grass with trees. Yeah, it, I mean, it looked beautiful, and then it was just rock. No patio, nothing. Just you walk out the door under rock. Oh, it's like we we have owners all the time. Hey, can you use these pictures? I used them last time I rented it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, let's let's check. You know, we're gonna take our own, but let's look. And it's like, oh, dude, the colors of the walls aren't even this color anymore. Yeah. Or the backyard. Yeah, it, it used to be grass. Or I actually bought a property um, that the tax records still show it has a pool. The previous listing has a pool. And then I went to go look at it and I'm like, where's the pool? And it's buried, you know? And, and I was like, oh dude, I thought this property had a pool Yeah. this whole time. If you go to Zillow, previous pictures, it had a pool. Yeah. And the owner's like, oh yeah, the last tenant I rented it to, they're complaining about the pool. So we just buried it. Yeah. It's like, I'm well, like, probably should have disclosed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, it's a pool, man. It's yeah, like a fifty thousand dollar pool you just put underground. You know? Yeah. Well, great. Um, I feel like we've gone through all the ins and outs and covered it pretty well. So, um, well, dude, I, f- I felt like I did all the talking. From, no. So, you know, I'll talk about rental you're, marketing all day. You're the expert on it. Yeah. So la- that's later, why. we'll talk about uh, marketing. Uh, our, our property management company. We can talk. To there them. we go. We can talk about <laughs> building websites or something, and I can talk for an hour about that. So. That's it for us this time. Uh, Make sure to leave a review. Five stars really helps us out wherever you're listening. And if you can follow and subscribe to the podcast, that'd be awesome too. And we'll see you next time.